Hi guys, welcome to the Robert Dawson Hour. My name is, of course, Robert Dawson. On today's show, we have uh, Limerick famous Killian Fitzgerald, uh, radio <laughs> presenter on Limerick City Community Radio, and he has also dabbled in theatre. He's directed and starred. So, Killian, how are you? I'm not so bad, Robert. Thank you for having me <laughs> on the show. <laughs> no problem. Sure, you had me on your show there last week. Of course, so well done. <laughs> I love your music. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, Killian, tell us like a bit about yourself and how you would have gotten into musical theatre. Okay, so yeah, um, well, I'm 28 years old, and I first appeared on stage at the age of 10 Jeez. in the University <laughs> Concert Hall in Limerick. <clears throat> My yeah. very first show was The Wizard of Oz. And who did and you play? I was one of the, you know, the the munchkins doing the lollipop guilt. <laughs> so that was my very first time on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I grew up in expressive arts theatre school and I attended the centre stage musical theatre summer camps in the University of Concert Hall for around yeah. nine years. I grew up in panto. So I've been I've been doing panto since I was 10 and yeah. I haven't I haven't missed a year where I haven't been on stage in Panto every Christmas. Yeah. Um, so, tell us about radio. So, how did you originally get into radio? And kind of tell us about the shows you've hosted. Yeah. So, with radio, um, in 2013, I graduated from Limerick College of Further Education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so I did a broadcast journalism and media studies level five. Yeah. Uh, it was a QQI. So there is a radio station and everything in the college. So yeah. I, as part of the course and everything, I was in a group and we got to create our own radio show. And that was my yeah. first experience of doing radio. And then I remember as part of an assignment and everything, um, going around the streets and asking people a question and everything. So it was, <laughs> it was yeah. great fun. Um, that was good fun. And yeah. uh, we weren't like Limerick Live 95 FM where we were giving away free money. But yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah no, it was good fun. And then <clears throat> for experience and stuff, I joined Limerick City Community Radio. Yeah. And that was um, the first show I did was called The Arts Show. Yeah, uh, you were on that show as well. Was at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I first started off with my friend Rachel Pryor. Yeah, she's a singer known as Rachel P. So yeah. the two of us joined together, um, doing a show, and we had lots of fun. Um, one of my favorite interviews that I ever got to do was with my friend Rachel, and we present um, we presented the show based on Tom Duffy's circus. And yeah. we went we went to the circus and at the end of the circus we got to interview the ringmaster. Oh, I hate so circuses. I think, clowns. Do you? Clowns. <laughs> nah, clowns don't do it for me. Yeah. Well, um. me as a child now, I grew up loving going to the circus. I used yeah. to have nearly every year when I went to the circus, I had all the posters from every circus on my bedroom yeah. wall. Oh <laughs> no, I couldn't. I went to the yeah. circus and um a clown came up behind me and started brushing my feet, lads. I nearly fell down and nearly oh, died. Really? Mortified. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I think today's that has been one of my favourite uh, interviews, uh, getting to interview a ringmaster in, in Tom Duffy Circus. That was a few years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been around five years now. I've been involved with uh, Limerick City Community Radio. And, you know, I took a break here and there because I moved to Dublin for three yeah. years to study yeah. theatre. Yeah. So um so yeah now that I've been home for the virus and lockdown, I I went back onto the radio and this time it's not the arts show, it's the the room where it happens. And yeah. it's still theatre based and stuff like that. But yeah I've been back now for the last uh twelve weeks. Yeah. So yeah I've been really enjoying it and it's good to be it's good to be back on the radio, you know. Yeah, it's good to do things that keep us busy. So, speaking of things that keep us busy, I yeah. happened to stumble across your TikTok. And oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so tell us about how you stumbled across TikTok and like what kind of TikToks you do and stuff. 
Yeah, so um, basically, how did I come across TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you believe I did actually set up TikTok and the way I'm doing the TikTok videos now, I never did them at the beginning like that. Yeah. So I think um, the kind of more I looked into it, like for ages, I'm only in the last few weeks, I'm only actually getting used to the editing and yeah. side of things using TikTok. So yeah. I'm, I'm starting to even enjoy it more than I did before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, I started, uh, there's a mix. My TikToks are a mix of everything, really. I have a mix of doing some uh, dance moves or I did one or two comedy sketches. Yeah. And um, and there's a, everyone knows Tyg Fleming and his family. Oh, I so love them. Yeah, Loved that was him. my latest. That was my latest one I done on TikTok. You know. Yeah, he was the uh, Geshem Derry the bat filler, wasn't he? The video that went he viral. He was, yeah, <laughs> he was. So uh, yeah, so I did that one the other night, and um, yeah, I have a few video saves now that I want to do. Um, yeah. Oh, do you know what? They pass the time away. I really do enjoy them. You know, and I especially, yeah. I think loads of people with the lockdown and everything with the virus, loads of people took to TikTok. Yeah. But um yeah, so yeah, my favorite kind of TikTok videos that I do enjoy to watch would be um LGBT related and yeah. uh musical theater related or, as well. Or, or gay TikTok as it's called. There tends called, to be a yeah. divide as in straight TikTok we stay away from because they're just terrible. You don't know how to <laughs> use the app at all. There's gay is. TikTok and uh, just you find everything. Yeah. I recently have been getting into rants on TikTok. I love it. Oh, really? And um I put up a video there yesterday and I went to bed and um, it's on like 7,000 views or something. Go away. I was basically renting because going into the, the people have been asking me now this on Instagram and Snapchat because I'm someone that I, I don't say it a lot, but mental health would affect me with the lockdown. Because yeah. in the la in the last we were kind of easing restrictions and getting back into everything, and I got yeah. in, into a routine where, um, yeah, you might have had to book for the pub, but at least you could still go and you could yeah. meet up with your friends and be in a group and just mm -hmm. be social. Whereas now it's gone back to it's it's worse than the first lockdown. Whereas now it's gone back to oh, you can't have anyone in your house, you can't see this pe person or that person. You can link with another house and a support bubble. But that's one house like and yeah. then they're saying to see your family so most of my family will be back in limerick like my granny right. my great granny all my aunts and cousins and and normally what would happen was what well, i haven't done it yet but i went back to limerick say last weekend for right. obviously when i come on your show and something mm -hmm. for the the youth service yes. and um, i met up with my friends and everything was good and obviously i'll be moving back to limerick soon and for me, I'll still be able to move during lockdown because it's necessary travel. I'll be getting a letter from the government. Um, yeah. But, like, I won't be able to really see anyone. Like, it's it's mental because when you think about it, yeah, there's counselling online and you can ring someone and they're on the video chat, but it's not the same as having a cup yeah. of tea with someone in the chat. Like, it's really mm -hmm. not, you know. And, and going back to it as well that you mentioned that you're saying it's kind of, it is still a kind of a different lockdown, though, as well, because there's still people in college and secondary school Mental. and, and uh, creches and stuff. They're still open. Yeah. So that's the kind of only difference. Compared I see to that the last. as absolutely mental because a fella, I'm not going to point out any names or any yeah. secondary schools because I don't know how many people could listen to this podcast. At the moment, it's a, a good few. But yeah. imagine it hit the charts and the school then is out like... Um, I saw an Instagram story yesterday of inside of a secondary school. I'll say where it is. It's in Limerick. Yeah. And this was at lunch break and one or two, not all the students at all were wearing masks, but it's cramped into their canteen. Right. And there's no social distancing. There must have been, I'd say, about 100 or 200 of them all in the one same place. Yeah. There's no social distancing. Like I said it on the last podcast, um, that... Oh, no, I didn't say it on the last podcast. I said it on my last TikTok that um, mm. my brother my brother got COVID from school. He was oh, a close really? contact. Yeah, he was, he's grand now, thank God. But his family are still quarantining. Yeah. But he, he was a close contact. So 
he had to get tested and tested positive. Now, don't worry now, because I've been around you. He's in care. Yeah, I'll point yeah. that out because <laughs> I don't spread COVID. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he got it. He's fine, thank God. He was just tired. He's young. You know, they've higher immune, they've good immune systems and stuff. But yeah. the fact that they're allowed to be in school and socialize is good. But you're you're more likely to get COVID where there's more people than one on one in the barber shop getting your hair cut. Like shutting right. down businesses. I get the yeah. lockdown and stuff, but there's businesses now that'll shut down small shops and small businesses that'll never financially recover. Yeah. Someone's livelihood gone like. Yeah, I and, get you. And even to tell um musicians and stuff to retrain, I think is disgusting. I think it's and I, not and right. I heard and I heard this evening as well, I'm not going to mention it now, but yeah. um, there was a school in Limerick that one of the teachers got yeah. COVID as well. And yeah. I know the kids in that class had to stay at home for a few days. Yeah. But it, it's grand now and the kids are fine and they're back to school. But yeah, it's just crazy. There's a school up the country and I don't know where it is, but um, the principal, the COVID cases got so bad in the school, that the principal said, no, this is, the school's not going to hit anymore until we're COVID, 100% COVID free and everyone's done their quarantine. But yeah. the Board of Education, the government, and this is what annoys me about them because like, I don't know a lot about politics and whatever, but I would have thought that it's more the people that decide instead of the government because we elect some clowns in this country. Um which is hundred like I don't understand a lot about politics, but I know half of them on television having a clue what to do. And me, Hall Martin look like Mr. Burns out of the Simpsons. <laughs> having a clue what to do and like. Yeah. And they're deciding then, oh level five straight away because I don't know how to pronounce them, Nefit or something. They have been do they've basically until COVID came, they did nothing. Nefit had no power, they did nothing. They're when global pandemics and stuff happen. And now, because there's a global pandemic, they think that they can tell everybody what to do and recommend level five and the strictest lockdowns and this and that. And it's it's just all I'm trying not to curse now, but <laughs> I'm not going yeah, to curse, yeah. but like it's it's all mental. Like the world is going mad. And then you have people like me who's a complete nut or hypochondriac thinking we'll be in we'll be in lockdown till I'm a hundred, like <laughs> you know. Do you know what the thing that's interesting though is um what would it be? What would it be like if we went into level five two weeks ago? Do you know what yep. I mean? Compared to going in now, yeah, I know. As in, I had plans for my birthday. My birthday's next Sunday. Yeah. I had plans for my birthday. I can't. I can't do anything now. I can sit here and that's it. I can look at the four wall. I can look at the four walls. Or you can organize a Zoom birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's good, but it's not the same. Yeah, you know. Of course. No, I can I can wait until after the lockdown to meet up with a couple of friends and whatever, but it's the country is just gone mental. Yeah. Absolutely mental. Anyway, moving on from lockdown because we'll start <laughs> people like to listen to this to get their mind off lockdown. I suppose. So yeah. tell me about your course on radio presenting. Cool. Yeah. So it was um was broadcast journalism and media studies and yeah. so there was different modules such as media analysis yeah. there was politics which i failed <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into that now but yeah i didn't enjoy that module yeah um and then there was the radio broadcasting module uh which yeah. was the fun one to do because you got to go into the studio and you got studio time to record and edit a show but, yeah. And then there was a, an editing module as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it was um, getting to edit material and record stuff was very exciting to do as well, you know. Um, yeah. And then the, just the theory of it all as well, like research skills for journalism and all that was part of the, was part of the course as well. Yeah. So it's just like, it was interesting, like, you know having learning to do the research before approaching a show and stuff like that yeah um so that was a year-long course mm. um so yeah so uh, i'm gonna start a new say oh did i cut you off or <laughs> you no you're grand. you're grand you're grand i'm gonna start a new segment today 
you okay. being the first person to be in this segment because podcasts <laughs> need to be <laughs> no it's nothing bad so i put up my instagram about two hours ago the robert dawson our instagram um sending questions for our guest i probably should have said who you were i do yeah. regret not saying who you were because they're very basic questions now i know okay. that i need to just stop being so whatever and just say who the guest is so we can get proper questions yeah. but um these were the questions i kind of discussed with you a few minutes ago so okay. um i don't have any names because i'm just completely unorganized but um someone from somewhere <laughs> says what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career oh wow <laughs> um, <laughs> um well like my career hasn't actually even finished yet <laughs> yeah um, my career is, is a small bit on hold because of COVID. Um, yeah. Like I, like I mentioned a while ago, um, musical theatre and theatre is my background as well, besides radio. Yeah. So I've three years done of theatre studies in Dublin. And I was yeah. just, um, before lockdown came in, I was two weeks away from a live performance. And yeah. in that live performance, we were going to do a performance in front of, agents and casting directors yeah so we never got to do that so that kind of put things on hold and then also i was going to be doing um two diplomas one in speech and drama and the other in musical theater and they were from london trinity college that i was going to be doing in dublin and they were to take part part and take place in may of this Mm -hmm. year which never happened so now yeah. I have to I have to wait another year, like so I have to wait till next May to yeah. do those two diploma exams. And then we wonder and, then will will it even be next May like Oh stop. <laughs> please Robert, please to have clarity would be something because I know I said yeah. we'd stop talking about it, but yeah, it's yeah. a six week lockdown. It hasn't even technically started. It won't start for another hour. Yeah. Uh, it's a six-week lockdown, and after the six weeks, will bring us to December first. Yeah. Now, I I can say whatever because just I guarantee you, there's no children listening to this. If there's children listening to this podcast, let's just be ashamed of yourselves. The amount of language <laughs> I use, like, yeah. um, but for parents and stuff, getting Christmas presents for their children and and that, um. I was in Little the other day with my mother and they were coming yeah. in and they were clearing the shelves. You would swear they would never see the shop again. Like, swear yeah. it was the last last day on earth. And um, it's like the TikTok I put up here. One came up behind me and she nearly bust me out the way up to Charlie. Oh, lads, <laughs> I tell you. I tell you, if she wasn't gone by the time I turned around, that Charlie would have went somewhere else. Um, yeah. But they were clearing the shelves and everything from Little nearly gone before. And then a big, massive crowd came in and they're clearing shelves and stuff. You, tis no wonder, yeah. tis no wonder there's such panic, because <laughs> the apes are. It's like the world is ending. It's like, it's like Pat the Baker or Brendan's bread are never going to bake a loaf of bread again. Like, <laughs> you know, you'd yeah. swear it was. Yeah. You'd, you'd swear it was like the famine, and even now, if the famine happened again, we've more than just potatoes. Yeah. The way I just said potatoes. <laughs> that's potatoes. Um, Potatoes. Anyway, getting back to getting back to yeah. fan questions. Um. So yeah, I went on often one there as well, but I am looking career wise. I yeah. am looking to. Um, I know what I want to do for my career in the future. Yeah. But I just have. I would like to do a master's. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to have to wait another year at least mm. to find out if I can get the master's done or not. Yeah. So yeah. So um, here's a good one actually. I don't. Again, this is from someone somewhere in the world. So thank you, someone, for sending this in. What is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? Um, so far, um, yeah. Well, to answer that, um, to answer that easily enough for me is that with um the background that I have as well is in event yeah. management. And I've yeah. done more, and I've done more than one event, um, yeah. and then I think every event I've done, I, yeah. I may have, I may have done something wrong, or yeah. I've learned something from each event. Yeah, and and I do definitely believe in if you stick to something and if you if you carry on, 
you're going to improve the more you do it. Yeah. So the more I done in an event, I learned, well, this happened to me on this one, so I'm not going to do it this way, or I'm yeah. going to do it this way now to make it easier. Than... You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I've had I've had so many challenges and you could say failures as well because um geez, I did a an event for I did Limerick Scott Talent and my god a parent of one of the contestants were nearly bringing me were going to ruin me on the radio. Oh telling me that the competition was a fix. Oh <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Oh dear. So it wouldn't have been so good challenges. I I would consider that a bit of a failure, yeah. to be honest. I've no I've no fact... time for people that um that cancel people or cancel culture or if someone does yeah. something you don't like, you don't cancel them. Like if someone yeah. said on the radio, Killian Fitzgerald fixed a competition, let's cancel him. I'd be like, cancel him. Are you well? Yeah. So um, failure wise, you know, everyone yeah. like. I, I know I've had failures in my life so far, but yeah. at the top of my head, I can't pick which one. But like I mentioned, um, the more you do something you enjoy, you're going to learn from each time you do something. Yeah, I get you. you know what I mean? So, um, so. Did someone say who was pursuing a similar career to you, uh, say mm-hmm. in musical theatre or fixing musical competitions <laughs> or... <Yeah>. or, or um, <laughs> event planning and stuff what advice would you give them to um pursue a career similar to yours um well with with theater wise um yeah so in musical theater it's like the triple threat so you're a singer you're a dancer an actor yeah but for me i i have a bit of dancing i have a dancing background but um i'm not an amazing dancer i'm not a ballerina (laughs) (laughs) or i'm not a a full on tap dancer, you know, I have movement. Yeah. But my my main thing in my career is acting and singing. Yeah. So and I'm classed as a character actor as well. Yeah. So going into theater wise, kind of, you know, the first thing I would say to someone, just don't automatically think, oh, I'd love to play that part. I'd love to play this part. Yeah. Each and every single person it has to suit you. Do you know what I mean? You can't just play a character. Yeah. The types of characters that I've played in the past have been kind comedy kind of roles because uh, mature roles yeah. where, where it's been a, a detective or it's been a father. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? So sit down and think to yourself, right, what kind of, um, what kind of character uh, would I be able to play? Do you know, you have to kind of, yeah, you can't just say, "Oh, I'll play this character." It's not like that in theater. Yeah, so so kind of, you know, read up about theater and and do your classes and kind of when you do your classes, then you're going to find out more. Yeah, and you're going to understand. Oh, I can do this or I can do that, and it's the same with with playing the different age categories as well. Yeah. So, for example, I'm 28 now, but. My age category for characters now at the moment are 25 to 35. Yeah. So that's the age bracket I'm in. And a lot of people in this theatre industry. Yeah. It's unfortunately, you know, it's not just all about your talents. It's about your looks as well. Yeah. And it it sounds like it's a bad thing, but really it's not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's your ability. It's your look. It's your, your, it's how you approach it as well. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, and also a fair point I think would be to make is, um, if you're going to audition for a role in something, don't expect yeah. to get something because, yeah, a lot of people think, um, if I audition for this role now and I don't get it, I'm terrible, or if I audition for this and say, oh, I get, oh, just the course, oh, I'm dreadful. The main thing is yeah. to have, and it might sound horrible. But you can be confident, but have low expectations because yep. you can go in and expect you can go in on your high horses and expect the lead role and get landed in the chorus, or you could go in with just okay, this is what I want to do, and then get a part in the chorus and you're actually in the yeah. show, you know. Of course. So, um, yeah. and the thing as well, I would say about auditioning is if you get the script 
um, before your audition or a few days in advance. Yeah. Go through it as much as you can. Yeah. And try to be not completely off script, but try to be able to just kind of sight read it. Yeah. Kind of look away from the sheet. And also, if the character has an accent yeah. in the audition, just speak it in your normal accent. Yeah. Because you don't want the audition to be ruined by putting on the accent and not being able to do the accent <laughs> properly. And that's what that's a tip that I've learned studying theatre as well. Why have you ever tried to put on a dodgy accent and couldn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I have for an audition. Yeah. Um, but for audition purposes, yeah. It's the accent, it's just the ability of playing the role. Don't worry about putting on the actual accent. Yeah. Because it would put you're you're going to obsess about the accent so much <laughs> and it's going to ruin your your little performance in the audition. Yeah. You know what I mean? And never Never do eye contact with the casting director or the director. Find another spot. Yeah. Don't be looking at them when you're performing your piece yeah. in the audition. Yeah. Um, so, no. so let's look to more of these. Um, who are the three most, who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> influential like inspire me to do what i'm doing yeah stuff. Is that or really even mean? people you look up to and stuff well def- definitely um i do have favorites um in theater wise and stuff um yeah michael ball is a favorite of mine so i do um like and michael ball i've supported him for a long time and there's a, re- a character that i'd love to play in the future yeah professionally and even last year, he ended up playing that character and everything, and it's even made me love him even more. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I say definitely Michael Ball. He's um, one I look up to. Um, yeah. Um, it's just I suppose in my industry in theatre and stuff. Yeah. Anyone that I know from Limerick, my own hometown, who have starred in the West End in London. Yeah. I look, I look up to them very much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and then, of course, my mother as well. I kind of, <laughs> I get the showbiz theatre side from my mother. My mother did the. There used to be a stage uh, competition years ago in Limerick. Yeah, and in Ireland, it used to be called Tops of the Town. Yeah. So that that uh, my mother did that years ago. Yeah. So my performance, um, the performance side is coming from my mother's side. And my dad was a rugby player, so I didn't take over the rugby from my dad. <laughs> my sister did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah, so definitely my mother and Michael Ball and just anyone I know. from. From Limerick, who was professionally ended up starring in the West End. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um. Where can people connect with you online? Social medias, um, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, definitely if you type in Killian Fitzgerald on TikTok, you'll find me on TikTok. And then on Facebook, I have, I do, we all have our own personal pages on, on Facebook, but I actually have a like page as well. Yeah. And my like page is Killian Fitzgerald. Yeah. And you'll see my black and white headshot on that as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I have my Instagram as well. It's Killian James is my Instagram. Yeah. Um, and then I have to work on my YouTube. <laughs> Do you want to shout out your the room where it all happens, social medias? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so, um, so I have the room where it happens on LCCR. Yeah, that's on Facebook, and the room where it happens, the room where it happens LCCR is the Instagram page as well. Yeah, and it's with Limerick City Community Radio. So the website is uh, www.lccr.ie. Yeah, and there's a there's a podcast section on on the website as well. Yeah, and. The show should be on that. As I'll well. um. What I'll do is, well, the, the, this interview is not nearly over, but I just said I'd cover those bases. Now <laughs> you can talk about them again at the end. I'll link cool. um in the podcast bio 
under the episode and also when I post it to the page and stuff, I link um the podcasts to the room where where it happens. So right. moving on so we don't bore people. <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> let's talk about um YouTube. You said you didn't you don't have it up and running, but hypothetically, if you got your YouTube up and running, what would you be doing on it? Right. So um I did mention to you before about vlogs, but what I really want to put up on my YouTube is I want to put on musical theater covers of me singing. Yeah. And I want to do um, acting self tapes. Yeah. Um, I also, I did uh, produce a five minute short film because I studied TV and film production studies as well. Yeah. So I have done a five minute documentary. So I'll leave that up on my YouTube channel as well. Also, you should do an intro and... as in be like, hi guys, Killian here. <laughs> and just kind of say, <laughs> say who you are. Like, Oh, you know, world famous, you know, present the room where it happens. You know, everyone knows me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, li- a little introduction. I will do that. Yeah. But if there's anyone listening who's into YouTube, um, you know, a lot of YouTube vloggers, they have like these graphics and yeah. stuff like that. So, Someone hook me up if you're listening that can do that. Oh, I have do. a friend, as in does graphic design and stuff. Yeah, it's just for the YouTube. Do you know the... Yeah. Do you know my um album art for Forget You? Yes, yeah. That was done by a friend of mine who does graphic design. I'll shout her out, Little Reshi. So I'll DM her Instagram onto you after this. Cool. Um, She can do stuff like that. Um, cool. So let's talk about, because we... Go back a good while, and I remember when before I even came out that we did. Um, Where did lim- you come out? No, before <laughs> before I came out of the closet. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, we did Limerick Pride on the we Limerick's did. Got Talent float, and I remember, um, I was so awkward because I just I didn't know what I was, man, turtle, yeah. dog, and know what I was, <laughs> and um. Oh. Robert, you're going to laugh at me now, but <laughs> when I look back in the photographs, oh yeah. my God, the state of Do you know what you were, what? Ch- do you know what you were chanting? What's what I was doing? Do you like, know, um, Ole? Yeah. You were chanting, oh, we're gay, we're gay. <laughs> <laughs> chanting it like, we went down the road and I was mortified, I didn't know what was going on. Robert, the state of me was, I had a clown wig on me and a and a wine waistcoat and a white top. Is there I any photos of me? I was wearing. Is there any photos of me? Uh, probably I'll not. have to have a look. Oh no, I, have to have I don't want him to see the light of day. Just stay to you. I look like I I look like if the old me <laughs> saw me now, I'd I used to look like I ate about four of the new me's. I was yeah. massive. Oh, I was going around, lads. Oh some laugh <laughs> I had in that float because I was just sitting on the chair and you were all up dancing and chanting and roaring and yeah. <laughs> lads. So yeah, tell us that about was, your yeah. involvement in Limerick Pride and being on the Pride Committee and stuff. Yeah, so the year when we were in the parade in 2016, that was that was during Limerick's Got Talent. Yeah. But um, the year before that, in 2015, I was on the committee. Yeah. And I was PRO and parade management. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was very, very challenging and fun yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah, you know, because I had gone to Limerick Pride for a number of years, yeah, and it was it was my first time being actually part of the committee, you know, and mm. I learned so much, yeah, and um, and Lisa Daly, the chairperson at the time, she's now she's had a break and she's been chairperson again, you know, and she's done a fantastic job, yeah, with the festival, and this year she even had to do it differently; she had to do it virtually, yeah, because of COVID and stuff like that. Mm. But um, oh my God, it was meetings upon meetings, meeting with the council, meeting with the guards. Yeah, it, it, it there was so much involved, and you know, it's Limerick Pride happens for a whole week in Limerick. Yeah, and my God, it takes a whole year to organize that one week. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to perform at it next year. Now, to be honest, I'd love to just yeah. get involved and stuff. Didn't you perform at it already before? No, no. Can't, well, oh, I thought I imagined. I thought I imagined you performing at it. I sang outside the Hunt Museum during Limerick Pride. That was about it. I'd love to be. Yeah, that's... main. I'd love to go main stage. You're badass. <laughs> oh well, 
You're 18 now, aren't you? I know, yeah, they should have me. Limerick famous. Yeah, you're, eight, <laughs> you're 18 now, so you can. Yeah, and I'll be, well, 19 now, Sunday. Next Sunday. Oh, Next yeah. Sunday. Yeah. I know, don't call me 18 anymore, Dan. <laughs> so, like, um, let me see now where we are. So, charity events. You, you, you were talking about this. You get involved in planning a lot of charity events. And... Yes. And stuff. Oh, jeepers! I dropped my plug. Let's everyone listening out laughing at me. They say I'm very unpro- They say I'm very unprofessional. I say roll. I say roll with it. Um. <laughs> so tell us about um charity events and stuff you've planned. So the reason why I started charity events was because I have a I have a metabolic uh, condition called PKU. Yeah. Yeah, and where I can't break down, it breaks down in filling So I can only eat and take in um, six grams of protein a day. Yeah, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> so I spent, uh, <laughs> I spent all my up until I was twenty. I spent all my time visiting Temple Three Children's Hospital. Yeah, every year, and for checkups. And so it came to a point where the adults had to move from the Temple Street Children's Hospital. Yeah. So we we removed then. So the clinic that I go to now is now in the Matter Hospital in Dublin. Yeah. So I said, do you know what? Do you know, Temple Street have looked after me all my life. Yeah. Um, and now I, I'd love to give something back. Yeah. So that's when um, Temple Street Children's Hospital run a campaign called Trick or Treat for Temple Street. Yeah. So, and that's a kind of a fundraising package where you can host a Halloween party. Yeah. So, so that's what I done. I did it in 2013 in the in the Clayton Clayton Hotel. Yeah. It was the Clarion at the time. Yeah. And it was it was a Halloween fancy dress, and I had magicians, I had DJs, I had performers, I had dancers. Yeah. Um, I charged ten euro a ticket. Um, there was finger food on the night. Yeah. There was a best dress competition. Yeah. And I had a raffle with loads of raffle prizes. Yeah. And and I raised over one thousand two hundred euro. Yes. Um. So that was the first event I done, and then I was like, I enjoyed that. I want to do another one. Yeah. <laughs> so then I did another one, and the next one I done. The, was for motor neuron disease. Yeah. Uh, my my grandfather passed away from motor neuron disease a number of years ago. Yeah. So so that's the reason why I chose that charity. Yeah. And and I used my musical theatre background with that one. So myself and three other friends of mine, we did like um a night of love songs from the movies and musicals. <laughs> and that that was that took place on Mother's Day. Yeah. In, in 2014 I think it was and uh, so we were all dressed in black and red and you know it was all the love songs from the movies and musicals like yeah we did this we did a song from Dirty Dancing we did a song from Mamma Mia yeah we did a song from Greece we did a song from Rent um and I loved that I had great fun with that because myself and my friends we got to um we rehearsed the show every couple of every once a week for a couple of weeks, we got together and yeah. we sang through the songs and we did the movement. And that's where I really got the directing bug as well. Yeah. Um, so so that was that one. And then I did another Temple Street for Children's Hospital Halloween event. And then I did, um, oh, I also did for Enable Ireland, I did a Stars in the Rise. That used to be an old hit TV show. Yeah. So I did a charity fundraiser event of that and I had so much fun because we had like, we made it production-wise, we had voiceovers, we we made it really big. Yeah. I had a presenter and we did uh, film footage. So I got the contestants to come in the week before the competition. Yeah. They had to do a video as themselves and then then they had to change into their costumes so you know, we had some. We had a guy dressed as Michael Bublé. Yeah. We had a girl dressed as Whitney Houston, <laughs> and it was so it was so much fun because if you remember watching the TV show, you know they they say to the presenter tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be, and they go through the door. Oh yeah. Straight straight away they come out of the door dressed as yeah. the singer. Do you know it happened so fast. Yeah. So, so when we got to film it, so. 
first of all, they'd done a clip in their normal clothes and our presenter was called Trevor. Yeah. So they were saying, tonight, Trevor, I'm going to be. Yeah. And then and it went cuss. And then it went cuss. Yeah. And then we had, we had a smoke machine. We had lights. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and then they came out. Then they came out in their costume. It looked like seconds. And, like it looked instant. And it looked, it looked, it happened in the door and out the door in costume. It happened so fast. Yeah. The way it was edited. And we had all that projected on the screen on the stage. Yeah. And my God, when it came to the first uh, contestant. Yeah. The, the audience didn't even expect it. And it got a big round of applause and everything. Mm. So that was one of the highlights um, that I enjoyed with doing fundraisers for charity. Yeah. Cheers. And of course, then, and then of course, then I got involved with Limerick Scott Talent as a producer. Yeah. But you have known me as a producer for Limerick Scott Talent. But two years before that, I was a contestant. Jeepers. Uh, and then the year after I was a contestant, I was a co-presenter. Yeah. And then the year after co-presenting, I was the producer. Jeepers. <laughs> and who's doing it now? You know, um, well, unfortunately, I was the last person to be the producer. So Limerick Scott Halland hasn't happened since 2016. I'd love to do it. I got this big, I don't know. Is there like, <laughs> I'd, absolutely, I'd absolutely love to do it. Like, I would. Wait and see. Look, wait and see now, but anything like that won't happen till COVID has gone away, you know? Yeah, because I'll be moving back to Limerick soon. So I want to get involved in more than I was because I'll be in the city. So I'll have more yeah. opportunity to be involved in a lot more things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I obviously, God knows if it's possible, but I'd love to turn this show into a radio show where we go live imagine. and all of can you Can you imagine me trying to censor myself yeah. for an hour on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just about did it the other day. Like, um, Yeah. Actually, um, speaking of you doing radio, yeah. <laughs> this is... We're doing a podcast here, but anyway, I, I saw today um, that it was supposed to happen, but now with COVID, it kind of didn't happen. But yeah. Limerick City Community Radio now are going to be offering level four certificates in radio presenting, uh, radio broadcasting. Yeah. So you should look out for that anyway and do it. I would, of course. I'd be on the waves in no yeah. time. People won't be able to do get it. rid of me. <laughs> Add it, add it to the CV. Add it to the, add it to the, it's like going into pennies, pennies to your doll. Add it to the CV, hon. Shark Hunter, yeah, Shark Hunted course, course I will add it to the CV. Driving <laughs> uh, lorries in Africa, add it to the CV. <laughs> Might never do, but so, once it's on the CV, it's sorted. Um, that's it, that's it. So, I love to just leave everything as it is because I don't see this editing. I don't get this editing crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> or excuse my French. Um, let's see now where we are. So, so say something interesting so I don't have to edit, please. <laughs> um, um... <laughs> see, I just leave it because podcasting just needs to be raw, like it can't be edited because people won't enjoy it as much if it's just two people, natural. yeah, natural, natural having a conversation, struggling yeah. on what to say. Um, you could always reduce your show less than an hour. Oh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> nah, sure. Then I'd have to change really? the name and I'd have to change the branding and I'd have oh, to change the logo. Oh, yeah, the Robert, <laughs> uh, the Robert Dawson. Yeah, the first episode sure. I did was 10 minutes and someone was like, you're lying to us. You owe me 50 minutes of my life. I was <laughs> like, okay. Because people loved the um, the hour. Every, when I did the hour with Ronan, people loved it. They said that people said they couldn't turn it off. They went from the bed to the toilet to the toilet yeah. to the kitchen. And they were just listening to it, vibing away. So tell us about. Um, well, I can. I have something to tell you. So basically, you know, I'll I'll boost your show here. Spill the tea, this girl. Is, this is the mental health yeah. side of things. Yeah. So basically, with as I mentioned earlier on, the condition that I have, yeah. Um, the PKU feeling like ketonuria. Yeah. Sometimes it's very hard to maintain it. It's you know I've had it all my life, and it's very hard to maintain it sometimes. You know. Yeah. And. If if I'm not maintaining it as I should, sometimes it would lead to um, kind of headaches or lack of concentration. Or but it doesn't happen to me all the time now. But if if it comes to a stressful time, it might happen. And then with that, then 
automatically I would suffer from anxiety. Yeah. So I would have have suffered anxiety in the past. Yeah. And I still do to this day. Mm. But once I once I control my my condition. Yeah. It I'll I'll be fine. But you know sometimes, and with COVID and everything, it's so hard. Yeah. To maintain anything, you know what I mean. It's it's hard to get so, a, a grasp on normality because. It's like you see me now with all my big words. People text me after and they yeah. say, um, people text me after and they say, um, oh, you said a big word during the podcast. What does it mean? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it, there's no normality anymore when you think about it, because no. you used to even the last time, um, even last week or two weeks ago, it was different because we were easing out of lockdown slowly. Um, everything yeah. was kind of going back to normal, but no. And I made a rant about it because it was true. You have people that don't wear masks and you get it if they have a, co- if they have a medical condition and you get people have the passes and stuff, do you know? Um, yeah. But there's people just having a laugh like this really yeah. are because they're not wearing the mask. They're going to house parties. They're socializing with this person, that person, the other person. And then they're the ones then that go to Facebook and they go, um, oh, I can't believe it under lockdown now. I'm, what am I supposed to do now for the lockdown? I'm going to go mad now inside the four walls. But maybe if you stayed inside the four walls, put on the mask and copped yourself on, we wouldn't be in another lockdown. Do you know? Um, yeah. Come here, uh, Robert, did you see on Facebook, do you know the memes that come up? Uh, there was one, um, I can't wear a mask because I have asthma, but can I get um, 20 Rockmans, please? Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know, as much as they they can't wear the mask because they have asthma, but they're buying cigarettes then. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was going around as well. It's crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I get you. Um. Oh, let's. So um, now, yeah, that that that's um me with the anxiety, and it's so hard to explain it until you go through it. Really, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people, people don't, uh, people can't really tell unless they go through it themselves. So yeah. I think. People should never judge anything in relation to things like that until they go through it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, big thing as well is, I might as well talk about lockdown for the last 10 minutes or whatever, because yeah. I, I'm, I'm terrible at interviews. I need to be more prepared. But, like, it's just going to drive people mad. Because mm-hmm. even the most sane and level-headed person would go mad is gonna go mad um because what can you do yeah you can get up and getting up on a weekend and doing nothing for the weekend is is a, a luxury because you say you've been working the whole week and whatever but when you're getting yeah. up and doing it for six weeks in a row you're going to go absolutely mad like you know yeah. so it's it's just madness like i just don't even know what to say about it anymore because i'm constantly putting up um rents i love my rents Love it, love mm-hmm. a good old rent. That's what I'd be good at now on radio. Um, and because I, I feel like, why not have a rent when you can? Yeah. And the, most of the stuff I say is true about like anti maskers and all this. And they're all complaining about having to go back into lockdown. And the majority of the people complaining about going back into lockdown haven't adhered to COVID regulations. And we might yeah. all say, ah, six weeks, ah, six weeks, at least. And I'm someone that's anti-lockdown, but I go into lockdown. But sure, what else can I do? If I go out yeah. on the street, I'll be. F- if I go more than five kilometers away from my house, I'll be fine. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, we already have Mr. Burns as Taoiseach. That's the country is going <laughs> going mad. And the president, then uh, do we? Yeah. I, I and the no, our president is isn't half as bad as Trump. Trump is a disgrace. Yeah. Um. Oh, I got to say something now, and God forgive me. He should. God should have taken him with COVID. To be honest, it would have been a lovely way to go now because this. Oh, yeah. oh lads, just the world. Let's just have a, a ten minute honest chat because I wanted. This is something right. I'll bring in a segment. Honest ten minutes. That sounds stupid. I'll think of something, mm-hmm. but um, because everyone gets caught up in doing everything and so fast-paced and the world has gone so fast-paced and um nobody gets time just to sit down and talk anymore and this will no. will bring mm-hmm. that back but yeah is there anything you'd like to say <laughs> well i think 
being in lockdown, it's very, very, very hard to be motivated. Yeah. Before, before our first lockdown, I was in, I was losing weight. I was in, I was doing a diet and I used to get weighed in every Saturday. And with the lockdown, that all stopped because we couldn't meet up. And before lockdown, I had lost a stone and a half. Yeah. I've after, I'm after putting that all back up. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's just crazy. And then, like, your whole time, like, staying up till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and not getting up till 12 o'clock in the afternoon the following day, you're binge-watching Netflix the whole, all day. It's just, so it's very hard to be motivated. And that was the last lockdown. So this lockdown, um, you know, I'm going to write things down. Yeah. And I'm going to see what I can do and actually try and do it. That's, this time that's I'm my trying, big thing. You know what I mean? I'm gonna write an album, and I want to use this time. Yeah, um, do it. I'm the same about like eating and all this crap. Obviously, everyone eats and everyone drinks and everyone does this and that. But yeah, I'm someone now. What does I have to say now around me? Surrounding me, I one a big bottle of coke. I had Pringles, chocolate, I have ice cream in the fridge in the freezer. Yeah, I'll be eating it anyway. Um, but soon I'll start focusing on my health more because you let yourself go. Yeah. You let yourself go because it's just you and your family in the house, and if your family opens them out, you clock them across the head with a walk. Yeah, <laughs> and, what, and what I'm going to do now as well because I know you can only exercise five kilometers away from your house. Yeah. So I'm go. I have a, a watch. Um, I'm advertising them now, but I have an Apple Watch, Ooh, and uh, <laughs> um, but I barely use it. But I'm I am going to use it this time now and pr- clock in the five kilometers. Mm. And I will try and do the five kilometers every day. Yeah. During this lockdown, you know. Yeah. And I'll I'll try and work on my YouTube. <laughs> that's that's a big thing for me as well. I want that to get is. into vlogging and put myself out there more on social media. But you've media. done it. You've done it before, and you can do it again. And the tip that I'm giving myself as well, and you should do it as well. I think. For for anything for you to be successful or for something to be good, yeah, write write things down. Yeah, bullet point bullet point things. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it gives you a structure. Yeah, that's it. And I think that at this time now, more than ever, the same as the last lockdown, people need to be there for each other, even though it's only over yeah. a phone screen. But there's people suffering with terrible anxiety and depression and feeling alone and yep. it's it's yeah it's grand to say oh there are services there and someone said to me the other day the government got funded did they add like 60 million to mental mm-hmm. health funding and my thing is i'll see it when i believe it maybe yeah they're saying yeah. on the budget oh we're adding 60 million but it's about what to do with it anyone can not anyone but any big rich person could say i'll put this much out. or anyone can say because i haven't done it yet Anyone can yeah. say I'm going to put 60 million towards mental health or or it's like saying, um, oh, I'll go to the gym every day now and I won't stop or I'll run or I'll walk or I'll do this and I'll do yeah. that. It's actions speak louder than words. Open more facilities for mental health because mental health yeah. in this country, it just it drives me mad because it's an it's a joke in this country. And suicide yeah. rates have gone up during quarantine and lockdown because people are isolated Um. It's the same as um, vulnerable people or old people. They can't be around a lot of people because of COVID, yeah. and especially now because of lockdown. And and you know what? At the beginning, the last lockdown as well, unfortunately, yeah, uh, a lot of older, a few good older people died because they, you know, with the regionals, like you know, people didn't think they were able to go to their doctor. Or they didn't think they were able to go to the hospital. Yeah, and people suffered at home and died from not being checked out. Because yeah. they felt like they couldn't go to the hospital. Yeah. Because it wasn't safe. The biggest thing in this so, country is they need to. They're on about how um, COVID it gives the same symptoms as the flu and stuff. If there ever, yeah. if we're, there's a couple of things that need to happen if this country is ever going to be normal again, they need to find a vaccine for COVID and fast because it's been going like it's COVID nineteen. Like that means there has yeah. been nineteen other offsprings of the virus. Um, yeah. that nobody has known about and they at this point now they're surely like the only thing that'll give me hope is if I know that they're near to a, not a cure but 
an injection or something that brings it'll bring peace of mind to so many people. And then there's also, as you said, people suffering. Obviously, people can't go to dialysis. People can't go to their normal doctor anymore and say, oh, I'm not feeling great and get something investigated. Cancer treatments are a joke in this country now because it's all I think most isn't it most of it stopped chemo and stuff has stopped because of um COVID. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just you you wonder are the government well at all in this country? You really really do. It's a laugh. In other countries they're getting on all right. In Ireland it's the country's deteriorating like by day. Yeah. Um, madness, madness, madness. So plans for the future. What what are your plans for? Well, we won't say for the future, but we'll say what are your plans for lockdown? Um, the plans for the lockdown are to read more. Yeah. Uh, go back on a diet to try to lose the weight. Yeah. Um, trying to work on a few monologues for my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I have an audition coming up in November, so I have to prepare for that. Yeah. Um, and then every week also I have, um, I have a few, uh, I do a vocal lesson to keep my voice in order every week. Yeah. So I'll still have that anyway. And I will be doing a bit of a yoga with my yoga class through Zoom as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, me. And try and save money. That's it, sure, <laughs> isn't it? Put money aside every yeah. week and... My big that's thing, it. that's the only thing keep me sane, is that I found out, obviously, as I said earlier in the podcast, that I'll still be able to move even due to lockdown because it's necessary travel. So my thing is, all I'm waiting for is a response from the youth service. And um, they, yeah. pre- they, already, they verbally said yes, but it's just about them accepting me. And then yeah. I'll be able to find accommodation and easy. I found um, lovely accommodation. Uh, I'm not going to say where because people, you never know, people could listen back to this in years' time and stalk me. Yeah. <laughs> um, in Limerick City anyway city centre like yeah. Um, yeah. I'll actually send you photos after it's a beautiful place um, that's at 800 a month it includes oh, right. it includes bills all I'd have mm-hmm. to do is get pay for my own TV and Wi-Fi and, and um, Vodafone do 30 or a month for Wi-Fi and TV for a year cool um, so we have two minutes to fill because <laughs> normally at, we fi- do, at 59.30 I do my outro um, um, <laughs> I need to start bloody scripting this, don't I? I really do. It's just all natural. Yeah, that's true. People would prefer listening to us going am and um instead of bloody listening to oh hello and welcome to the you know hello welcome well, to, welcome to the Robert Dawson hour today. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me on anyway. No bother, no bother, girl. Welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Zero. So for everyone looking for Killian, he's available on Facebook under his like page, Killian James Fitzgerald, isn't it? Uh, no, Killian Fitzgerald for my like page. Killian Fitzgerald for his like page. He's available on yeah. Instagram. Tell your tell him your social medias again. It's Killian James uh, Killian. on Instagram. Killian James. <laughs> <laughs> it's Killian James on Instagram. Yeah. And yeah, that's my. Working on a website. I did a photo shoot there a few weeks ago. A oh, photo shoot, your so, posh. Where'd you do the photo shoot? Where'd you do the photo shoot, girl? In People's Park. Ah, <laughs> were you social distancing, adhering to social distancing? I was indeed. I was indeed. Ooh. It was only the two of us anyway, and we had our two meters apart anyway. So, did you get a photo under the um, during the band joke? The band. I did indeed. Glam. I did for the website. Is this? Have you not seen it? No. Uh, Robert. Uh, where, where, where are the photos? My social media. Oh, social media. All in the social yeah. media. Do, All in the social you media. You should do um Instagram vlogs or Snap vlogs. That's one big thing I've gotten into recently. I need to start doing yeah. more. I had a vlog page. I'm just going to do my normal page now because I just, I, it's the life is too short. I'm yeah. also planning on dyeing my hair a different color. Lockdown. Oh, lovely. Lockdown. After the... After the lockdown, I'll go and get the blonde highlights myself. I'm done. My hair great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're mad. I know I'm mad, but that's sure. That's the only way for life to be. If you're not, yeah. if you're not mad, you're quiet. Oh, that's it. Wait now. <laughs> wait now. We're getting closer. Let's.
people oh. probably clicked off by now, I'd say, surely. Um, <laughs> oh, there we go, 30. So um, thank you all for listening. Uh, on today's show, just to recap, we had Killian James Fitzgerald. We chatted about all things TikTok, vlogs. We chatted about um, his course on radio presenting, uh, YouTube, possibly a career in social media. We also chatted about um, charity events. And what was the illness again? A PKU Philokitanoria. We chatted about with a, with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, so thank you all so much for listening. And uh, I'll see you next time. Goodbye.